0: you're listening to hashtag no filter with zach peter that's me your sassy source for lifestyle advice wellness tips and pop culture dish i'm the reality tv junkie self-improvement addict and holistic hustler here to help get your shit together and laughter all the chaos of life in your 20s if you're not doing so already You give me a follow at JustPlainZack for really funny Instagram stories, adorable memes, and really cute selfies. Okay, so I'm snacking on some Smart Sweets Gummy Bears. You know if you follow me on the IG that I love me some some Smart Sweets because they have, like, such little sugar and such high fiber, and they are just delicious. I'm also slipping on – not slipping, sorry – Sipping on some Blondie's cocktails, which is this week's drink of the week. It is a I'm drinking a strawberry Blondie's from Blondie's by Jenny. It's a ready to drink lemonade cocktail by Jenny McCarthy. Woo woo! Shout out to Jenny. Um, they are made with a very strong pour of award winning vodka, and so if you can tell by the the little slur in my speech, I've um, I've had I've had a little bit of Blondie's tonight, um, but it's made with award winning vodka. It's gluten-free. It's lightly sweetened with stevia, so you're not going to feel bad about all the sugar you're putting in your body because you're not going to put a bunch of sugar in it. Um, I always just go to my local Total Wines. You can, you can go to the Total Wines website and like type in Blondies by Jenny, and they'll tell you like which stores carry it or how to get it to you. Or you can just go to BlondiesCocktails.com, and find it there. And I'm actually not, and I'm not like paid or anything to even talk about like Total Wines or anything, but like that's legit where I go. I have like the, um, I think I've already bought out the West Hollywood Total wines here in LA. Um, so now I go to the Pasadena West Hollywood, or sorry, the Pasadena Total Wines to get my blondies. Um, but they now have like cans. And um, I just want to shout out blondies. And I named them this week's drink of the week because they hooked up everybody that joined us last week at our live podcast taping for hashtag adulting, life hacks, get your shit together, which is the other podcast that I tape with Miss Abigail Frayer, who I love and adore. Um, we had a blast chatting with Dr. V. And all of you guys, everyone that came out, like, legit, so, 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 so grateful. Like, just seeing everybody that showed up or seeing, like, even some of my personal friends. And I'm like, hey, can you come to this event? It's going to be fun. Um, And to have some of them, like, say yes and then, like, not flake at the last minute or not even, like, double confirm that they're coming with me but actually still show up. I was like... So blown away and so grateful. Everybody came out. We made some custom nail colors with Orly. We drank Blondies. We drank some Bev Rosé, which you, if you remember my episode a few weeks ago with Alix from Bev, she's the one that, you know, gave up her um, her 401k and bet it all on Rosé. She even sent over some Rosé for everybody to drink. So it was... It was a lot of fun. We laughed a lot, and we learned a lot from Dr. V, who, you know, is just, like, a killer. She's been on No Filter before. She's been on Adulting before, and she, um, she's just a total, total, total boss, and I love the message that she's putting out there about relationships and self-love and how, you know, there's so much noise on the Internet right now with everybody that has, like, all of this advice, but, like, if you really are looking to kind of invest in yourself a little more, Dr. V is the person to go to. And I love Dr. V because she really is pop culture's favorite shrink. I need to have her back on no filter soon. Um, but yeah, she's on Marriage Boot Camp. She's come on this show. I've asked her all about, you know, the celebs that are on the shows that she's with. She did uh, Real Housewives of New Jersey. If you remember back in season five when Teresa and Joe Gorga were having like their beef and they went to like this retreat and Dr. V was there and she like tried to help them solve their issues. Dr. V is a total boss. So um, yeah, I'm glad to have her on our show. And for everyone that made it out, like I just... I've continued to watch the the little sizzle reel and I've continued to look back at all of the photos from that night and I, every time my heart just explodes with like so much gratitude and I'm, I don't want to get emotional because like I have gotten emotional like in my IG stories and I just I hate to be like that bitch that's like oh my god I'm gonna cry because I'm so hashtag grateful with all the humble brags and all that bullshit but like I just want to say that like both of these shows, No Filter and Adulting, like, I've built with my two hands, and they are, like, my babies. I feel like I've given birth to them, and I've, you know, been continuing to help grow them every, every year. And, like, just to see them both doing so well and to see everybody show up and support the show, like, it really, really meant a lot to me. Um, and before I lose all of your attention with my sappy little, you know, rant, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Muchas gracias. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, And on that note, it's time to get in some pop culture dish. It is Monday and on Mondays we get into it. Um, First of all, we're going to have to dive into this whole Teresa and Joe unlocked special that they did with Andy Cohen because that was so juicy and like so uncomfortable to watch at the same time. We also have um, a little bit of uh, Kardashian news. We have some Real Housewives of New Jersey news because Heather Holla Thompson Did an interview recently, and she is just not holding back. Um, But since this week is Halloween, I am, like, super curious to see what everyone's Halloween costumes are going to be. So, like, let me know what you're going to be dressing as, because I'm totally into watching everybody else's costumes. I don't know if I'm going to dress up this year. I don't really have anything to do on Halloween yet. TBD at the moment. We'll see what happens. But um, I will just say I loved... Jessica Biel and Justin Timberlake their outfits were so killer Jessica Biel dressed up as her husband Justin Timberlake back in his NSYNC days and I just have to like give that an honorable mention tonight because or well I'm taping this tonight it's Sunday night at the time that I'm taping this at 10 51 p.m. Um, love Jessica Biel love their relationship they're just like such a cute couple and like the fact that she dressed up as him with all the little curly popcorn curls and then you know, just in that, like, 90s vibe, I was, like, obsessed with it. I love it. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. One thing I'm not here for is Noah Centineo and his new haircut, which I know everybody on the internet is freaking out about, or they were freaking out about it when it, like, happened, happened. But now he's, like, been hitting the red carpets with his girlfriend, and it's just, like, now that I actually see him taking photos on the red carpet with his new haircut and not just, like, on his Instagram stories with his cat because he's, like, that guy. Um not really here for it, and like I also okay. While we're on the topic of Noah Centineo, I just want to say that like I get it. He's like kind of cute and kind of and like in a quirky kind of like sexy football player way. Okay, so this is how I described him to like my friend the other day when I was talking to her. I think it was actually Katie Thompson who um I think I'm doing her podcast this week. TBD on that. Stay stay tuned. We, we might be doing a pod swap this week. It's like a last minute um, thing that's happening, but I. I think that's actually going to happen. But anyway, so I want to say I was talking to her the other day, and I was telling her, like, Noah Centineo was, like, kind of hot, and he is hot, but he's, like, that guy in high school where you're just like, ooh, yeah, he's hot. He's a football player, and ooh, yeah, I want to hit that. I want him to be interested in me and notice me and love me forever and marry me and have, like, hot babies. But, like... Then you, really, you get out of high school and then you realize like he's just the type of guy that like peaked in high school and is like not going anywhere beyond that. Not to say that like that's the case now because obviously he's like not in high school and he's doing really well and he's like a heartthrob. But like I want to see him in 20 years when, you know, he doesn't have those good looks and I want to see if his talent still going to be there. Like I just, I don't know. I feel like he doesn't, he's not like one of those. Okay, let's relate it to sex because this is exactly how I want to say I uh, explained it to Katie. So when guys are really really hot or just someone is like wildly attractive and they know they're they're wildly attractive and like people happen to um like mention it all the time to the point where like okay it's like obvious you're attractive like they're the types of people that are the worst in bed because they know they don't have to try so hard and it's kind of the same thing like when it comes to like real life like you know you don't have to do as much you know you don't have to try as hard because people are just going to say yes to you and like the world is just going to bow down to you because you're fucking hot and I feel like that's the case with Noah Centineo and now he's having his moment where like he's hot and he's like the internet's boyfriend and all of that stuff I'm like look I'm still wildly attracted to him but like I just feel feel like you set people up for failure when you just constantly build them up for just their looks alone because then they think that they can get through life on just their looks and like look looks fade we all you know we can dye our hair and get rid of the grays and get Botox and all that stuff but like at the end of the day like you need to have like a a fully um well-versed you need to be a fully you know well-rounded person and I'm hoping that Noah Centineo can like recover from his sexiness at some point I, I have hopes for him. I had zero intention of talking about Noah Centineo um, at all tonight. But, um, hey, it's happening. Noah Centineo, are you here for him? Do you think he's going to be done in 20 years? Let me know what you think. Let's transition to some Kardashians. Because on this week's Keeping Up with the Kardashians, Chloe was uh, kind of bothered by the fact that Lamar in his new book, or it's not new anymore, but it was new when it, it came out when they were filming this season, um, she was bothered by the fact that Lamar said that Chris is the one that told Lamar where Chloe was going to be and that she was going to be at Soul Cycle when they happened to run into each other. And it was like a, a paparazzi moment where the paparazzi caught him and Chloe was like so caught off guard that Lamar was there and she didn't want to talk to him. And he's like, Hey, I'm here to talk to you. And it was like, Nope, not going to happen. Well, Lamar is now saying that like that awkward paparazzi moment was actually orchestrated by Chris who told him to be there. And Chloe is saying that like, one, she believes that because it it sort of makes sense with how awkward and caught off guard, like Lamar just like wouldn't randomly know that Chloe was going to be there and he wasn't following her because he's like not that crazy, um. So it was just like a really awkward moment that was caught for the the cameras, the paparazzi cameras, which like goes to show you that like Chris Kardashian or not Chris, sorry, not Chris Kardashian, Chris Jenner really is that bitch that's like you know selling all of the. Not selling, but, like, she's just a marketing, she's very uh, marketing savvy, and she knows how to capitalize off of these moments. And, um, but, like, I'm curious to know what her intention was, whether she was trying to, like, actually help Chloe reconnect with Lamar. And, like, she thought this would be a really good opportunity to reconnect, which I find really hard to believe that the paparazzi was there, because that means somebody tipped off the paparazzi so it kind of makes it seem like it was a PR publicity stunt to make, to one, get Chloe in the news, and to two, make Lamar look bad, which kind of sucks. But whatever the case may be, it was featured on this week's Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Um, and you can tell Chloe like, still really does have love for Lamar, but it's just, there's no recovering their past. But... um I mean, I hope Chloe finds love. She's had, like, really bad luck in love, and I hope that at some point she actually does find it, because I know I can relate to her. When we had our conversation with Dr. V, I asked Dr. V about, like, my, you know, poor dating habits, and she was telling me that, like, maybe, you know, I I know I say I'm ready, I know I say I want to date, but, like, maybe I'm not actually ready as much as I believe that I'm ready, which was, like, a really, you know a moment that like hit hard for me, but was also like a, Ooh, I wish this was like a, a personal therapy session and not in front of like a crowd of people being recorded for a podcast. So thank you, Dr. V. But um, I think it was a really important lesson that I learned in our conversation with Dr. V, which kind of relates to the whole Chloe situation is like, I think we're we believe that we're ready for things that we're not necessarily ready for. And I am definitely finding myself in that place. I, it was interesting having somebody actually say that like, you know because when you say oh i think i'm ready to date i think i'm ready to put myself out there again oh i think i'm ready to have love in my life it's one thing to say it but it's another thing to actually like do the inner work to actually be ready for that and i think hearing dr v actually say that like i might not be ready for what i'm saying that i'm ready for it just, it's really interesting, especially because, okay, so I talked about like going off of the, da- the dating apps and like doing a lot of inner work. And I realized when I took 30 days off of like dating and sex, I realized that like I was using both dating and sex and just guys in general, I was using that as a distraction the same way I think people use like alcohol as a distraction or they use some type of substance to take away from, you know, whatever icky feelings that they're trying to avoid. I think that was definitely something that I was doing when it came to dating. And I was looking for validation in the dating apps because I was trying to, like, see how many matches I could make. And it was funny because I would often talk about, like, other people's objectives going into dating apps and saying that, like, I think other people, guys, and especially the ones that ghost, go into dating apps because they just want the validation of knowing that there's somebody out there that wants them. But I didn't actually connect the dots between me being or engaging in that same type of behavior But, you know, they always say that, like, whatever you recognize in other people, whatever you dislike in other people, it's obviously or it's um, connected to something in you that you maybe aren't necessarily to aren't necessarily ready to come to terms with. But eventually you do. And I think I kind of had that moment where I was like, oh, yeah, I definitely was engaging in that same behavior where i was using dating apps to gain validation but i wasn't actually interested in like getting to know any of the guys that are on the apps and it's just it's been a really interesting time because ever since getting like taking the break and now getting back into dating i feel like there are just so many guys coming my way that like want to date me or are interested in me that i'm not necessarily um i don't have the same attraction back there's one that actually lives here in downtown that i went on a date with that um We had a great first date, but like our schedules and stuff just haven't aligned to go out again. And he kind of just like straight up told me, he's like, I don't think this is a priority for you. And I was like, well, no, I'm just I'm just busy. I'm so busy. And I find that I'm becoming like that twat that I bitch about on my shows about like the guy that goes. or the guy that like seems to be interested but doesn't seem to be making the time or the effort. And like now I kind of find that that's me. And so now that I'm recognizing that, I'm like, okay, well, what is it that I really am interested in? I feel like it's really important to ask yourself those types of questions. So thank you, Chloe, for for putting all of your tea out there for us to witness and, and talk about on Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Um, okay, let's switch gears for a bit out of Kardashians and out of, you know, my personal dating drama. Um, There's not much of an update yet, other than the fact that like a bunch of guys have been wanting to kind of date me recently but I just haven't found anybody that I'm really super interested in or want to reciprocate I will say that the reason I'm taping this episode so late normally I tape this like earlier in the evening on Sundays um and with a guest sometimes because I don't like doing solo episodes sometimes unless you guys are like really loving the solo episodes then I'm happy to do more of them but I did have guests that were supposed to co-host this episode with me that pulled out at the last minute so I'm doing a last minute solo episode by myself um Shit, now I forgot what the point I was trying to make. This is why it's not best to, like, drink while you're taping episodes. And, oh, okay. So the point that I was trying to make was I actually am taping this episode a little bit later. Because, so, in the conversation that we had with Dr. V, which this is an upcoming episode that will come out on the Adulting Podcast. But she said that, like, when when you are on dating apps, it... A lot of people are resistant to going out on actual dates because they don't wanna make the time investment and they don't wanna make the money investment, the financial investment, and actually meeting up with somebody and then like spending an hour to maybe two hours for a date, buying a drink, buying dinner, or whatever the cost is gonna be, or even just like getting an Uber to wherever the date is. Like There's still some type of investment in time and money, and sometimes people don't wanna have to make that investment because they're afraid that the date's probably not gonna go anywhere. So one of the best pieces of advice that I've probably gotten on this show And now from Dr. V on adulting is it's really smart to do like a FaceTime date. So there is a guy that I have been talking to. and We've been talking about meeting up probably at some point. Um, But tonight I was just like, you know what? We're texting right now and we're not going to see each other tonight. But like, let me just like make a power move. And let me just like randomly while we're texting, FaceTime him and like see what happens. And so I FaceTimed him and let me actually check my call log and see how long we talked for. Because we talked for quite... For like a minute. Um, wow, wow, you guys. We had we talked for an hour and a half on the on a FaceTime today. And we got to know a lot about each other and we asked a lot of like questions of each other and we played like a 20 questions game. And I um I naturally am a little more dominant when it comes to talking to people because I like interview people for a living, so I kind of controlled the conversation in that way. Um but we got to know a lot about each other. And we talked, I mean, for an hour and a half on FaceTime from my apartment and from his apartment. And, like, it was actually a really good investment. And then we actually kind of both came to the conclusion that we find each other attractive. We'd sense some type of chemistry. We would like to see each other in person now and take it off the app and off of the texting. And, like, and I was even like, well, what do you think? Like, now after doing this, like, do you want to date? And he's like, yeah, let's date. And I was like, okay, cool. We're both on the same page, which is, like, a really dope kind of Revelation. So I'll keep you guys updated on that. And we'll see how that goes. Um, okay, let's talk Housewives of n- New York and then we'll get into the whole Teresa Joe drama. So Heather Halahala Thompson did an interview recently on another podcast where she basically accused Bethany of leveraging her friendship with Carol for her own personal gain. And she says that Carol really believes that her friendship with Bethany was real, but that um, Heather is saying that she always knew that Bethany was never genuinely interested in being friends with Carol. She just saw Carol as somebody that was on the show and Carol is a socialite and is very well connected and like rubs elbows with like real big people in different industries be it entertainment or business, that Carol's just very well connected as a socialite. And Bethany saw that and tried to capitalize off of um, Carol's connections by befriending her. And Heather is saying that she always just saw Bethany as as basically a snake. I'm paraphrasing, but basically as a snake that was out for her personal gain. And she's like, look, Bethany is a household name now. Bethany is really successful and she didn't get here by being stupid. So... I don't know how, how Carol feels about any of this. Obviously I think Carol kind of gets that at least in the last season of housewives that they, that they did together. Carol definitely understands um, that her relationship with Bethany probably wasn't, I think the editing made it look like Carol really wasn't interested in the friendship, but I think Carol kind of came to a re- uh, realization that Bethany and the drama that unfolded in their last season together that that was kind of bethany's way of creating some type of storyline which i don't necessarily disagree with but it's interesting to now see heather jump into the conversation and say bethany was just basically using carol um, and trying to leverage that friendship which i mean i don't like having hearing her say that i'm like okay i kind of get that and I can see how that conclusion was come to but i mean it also kind of Kind of sucks, but I mean, neither Bethany nor Carol are friends anymore or on the show, but I'm curious to see how the new season of New York Housewives is going to come to be, especially, I'm hoping that, I think they are still filming, and I'm hoping we get to see more of this, like, Tinsley Scott thing now that they're apparently dating again, Um, because that's, I don't know, Tinsley's most interesting thing, because other than that, she's kind of boring. Um and I can definitely do without Tinsley. But thank you, Heather Thompson, for a very um, a juicy interview. You guys check that out and let me know what your thoughts were. Okay, now to close out our pop culture dish, let's talk about Teresa and Joe. On So this special that they did for Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen. So it aired twice tonight, which is Sunday, um, or last night if you're listening to this on Monday when it airs. Um, it was released one as a real housewives of New Jersey episode. And then a couple hours later as a watch what happens live special. So Teresa was in studio with Andy Cohen and Joe Giudice skyped in to the interview from Italy since he's been, um, well, I guess I don't know if he's technically been deported because they're waiting for a final verdict on his case, but for now he's living in Italy because he can't live in the States. And Watching the interview, it was so uncomfortable because you can just tell that like Teresa and Joe have not had a real conversation about any of this stuff. And this is the first time they've addressed or hashed any of it out. And like Andy just like has a really he's really good at interviewing people because he asks questions that really push the boundary and like get people to open up, which is a great um, skill in an interviewer. But it was just it was it felt a little too TMI it felt a little too premature like I think it would have been I don't know if I would say it would have been a better interview had they actually had a conversation and come to a resolution about what their relationship would be I think that probably would have created for a better conversation for the three of them to have other than this like weird awkward uncomfortable you know, we haven't really talked about any of this stuff, but, like, now we're actually addressing it because we have to address it because we're part of this show and, like, we need the paycheck. And you know that they're making bank off of this. But let's just talk about some of the biggest um, bombshells that were revealed in in the interview. And I read, so I watched it, and I also read a lot of the recaps from, like, Radar Online and, like, all these other sites that are, like, this is the the biggest takeaways from, um, from the interview or from the... I guess it was an interview. Um, But I don't necessarily agree with those biggest takeaways. So here are some of my takeaways. Um, So obviously there was the question about uh, infidelity. And so Teresa reveals that she didn't believe that Joe was being faithful while she was in prison. And now Joe is saying that he doesn't believe that Teresa was being faithful when he was in prison. But Teresa denies ever sleep. They both deny that they ever cheated on one another, but they both each believe that they cheated on one another when they were each in prison. So, and for me, it's kind of like, I mean, Teresa was saying that, like, I mean, she's obviously been photographed with younger guys quite a bit. And she's saying that, like, if if she were ever trying to hide anything, she wouldn't be doing it in public. But I think at this point she, like... One, Joe was photographed in public a lot, so she feels like because that was so disrespectful to her, she doesn't really... I think she's just in a a place where she's like, I don't give a fuck. Like, if I want to go around and hang out with other guys, like, people are going to talk regardless. I might as well enjoy this and have a good time and, like, go out and have fun with these guys. And, like, nobody's going to know if we're actually, you know, having boom-boom in the bedroom. Like, she's just living her best life. And I think... My thing is, like, when people are complaining about either Teresa or Joe, or they think that they have some type of loyalty to each other. Like you have to realize like, is anybody, can you really blame any, well, first of all, can you really blame Teresa for not wanting to be with Joe? Like he's been awful to her from the get-go. Like, we've seen him call her the See You Next Tuesday word on camera that was filmed on Housewives. We've seen, you know, at one of the reunions, Jacqueline came out and said that Teresa, you know, confided in her about Joe, catching Joe with his secretary and having catching them having sex on the desk together. You know, so it seems like Joe's never really been faithful to Teresa and his only real strong role in their relationship was being the financial provider, which I think she was okay with if he wanted a fool around or cheat. She obviously didn't love it, but she was willing to sweep it under, under the rug because he was taking care of them financially. But now that's not the case, and she's the breadwinner, and he's the reason that they both had to go to prison and go through all of this drama. And so it's like, do you really still expect her to even want to be with this person or still you know, want to have a relationship with him other than co-parenting for their daughter? And they both agreed that they like still have love for each other but it doesn't really sound like they're still in love with each other and want to work on the relationship. Joe was more of like, you know, if she wants to be together, then cool, we can talk about that. But like, whatever, I don't really care. If she doesn't want to, then I just want her to be happy, which is kind of fine. You can tell he feels guilty. And like, he definitely knows he screwed this up. And like, he's giving her permission to leave if she wants to leave. But she's just, I feel like she needs to really just file for divorce and kind of be on her own and I get I feel like more than it is about the values of being you know an Italian wife and like sticking by your man regardless I feel like she's doing it more for her own daughters but now she's kind of reaching a point where she doesn't feel the need to even do that for them anymore because at this point she wants to show that her daughters that she can be strong and independent which is really interesting because Andy then brought up the point that Caroline Manzo, who's a former real housewife of New Jersey, what she said a few years ago where she said that um, there's going to be a point where someone has to go away. Uh, hint, hint, Joe is going to have to go away to prison and Teresa is going to have to be a single mom and she's going to have to be a breadwinner and she's going to have to show her daughters that she's strong and she's going to have to show her daughters that she can do it on her own and she's going to have to be like that single mom. And that there was probably going to be a book deal that was going to come of it. And we know that since Teresa went to prison, she has now released two books since then. She's had to be the sole provider for her daughters. And I think she's actually doing a really good job of showing them what it means to be a strong, independent woman. Especially when your husband's in prison after all of this, you know, drama and fallout. Now, she did accuse Caroline of being the rat that, like, turned them into the feds. Which I don't believe. I think just because they were on TV and they were flashing their money... That it made them a bigger target and then eventually made them an example of, you know, screwing with the government. But, I mean, I don't blame them. Like, it's really hard when they don't have time together, when they haven't really been intimate, And it's been, like, this four-year process of, like, doing uh, jail time individually and, like, trying to raise their daughters as single parents. Like, it's... It's natural. It's not like you're living in a long-distance relationship where you can have, like, Skype sex and you can send dirty text messages or you can fly to one another and, like, still have that intimacy when you one of you is in prison and one of you basically feels single. Like, it's hard to keep up that relationship. Not that I can relate to that, but I can, you know, at least try to kind of understand. Um, but Joe did have a really good recommendation for Teresa, and that's that, you know, she needs to date guys that have money and not dating these, you know, little young guys, which means he obviously kind of definitely knows she's checked out of the relationship and obviously seen younger guys. But I mean, he's not wrong in saying that she makes good salary with Bravo, but, um, she needs somebody that can provide for her. And I will say that the best part of the, my favorite part of the interview is when Joe Judice like had the nerve to say that, um, the best thing that ever happened to Andy when he, st- he told him, he's like, the best thing that ever happened to you was us on this show and that nobody even knew what this housewife thing was before us. And it was kind of like one mic drop moment. Um, Two, a little delusional because we all love like the New York housewives because they're crazy. And then OC was obviously the first and the other franchises are obviously still, you know, popular in their own right. But I mean, I think jersey catapulted the franchise to a different level not in a good way but i mean i did think it was pretty ballsy of joe to tell andy like you know this is the best thing that ever happened to you and then andy was like no the birth of my son was the best thing that ever happened to me but i was just like snap snap go joe go joe judice like you have zero fucks to give at this point Q, erica jane's zero fucks to give Um, But my takeaways were from that conversation was, one, their marriage is definitely over. I don't think there's any hope for them. I think they will always love each other for the relationship that they had. They will always love each other as parents to their daughters. But, like, there's no way we can really expect him to, like, not start start over and have a new family while he's in Italy. Like, how do you expect him to, like, start over his life and, like, not have a relationship? Especially when it's clear that Teresa's just completely checked out and, like, doesn't want to be with him. Um, and like, you can't blame either of them. Like, I don't know who didn't see any of this coming. But Teresa and Joe, I think Teresa is a really strong woman. I think she's setting a great example for her daughters. I don't think Joe's setting the best example. Um, but yet we, I mean, time can only tell. He's out of prison now. He's doing his thing. He's, you know, looking like a little hunk with his karate moves on, on the Instagram, but we'll see, we'll see where it goes, but I don't, I think when I had Kate Casey on the show a couple weeks ago, I think she was definitely right, Um, Joe's going to start over, he's going to have a new life, and Teresa's probably going to start over, and she's going to have a new life, but I think Joe is actually right. She doesn't need to be dating all these young guys. They're fun for like a quick fling. But like if she wants something that's going to last, she needs somebody that can meet her on her level and not somebody that she's going to have to take care of and babysit. Like she can't be a Demi Moore right now. She can't find herself a little Ashton because that's not going to last. She needs somebody that's going to want to be there with her, take care of her. I think she needs to date like a businessman, like a real businessman, not like a sketchy, you know, let's do the government wrong businessman like Joe. She needs her herself like a real like maybe like a hotel owner you know who's like got big bank got lots of businesses and like you know is willing to take care of her but like also wants her to do her little tv thing you know be a little reality star and then he can parade her around at cocktail parties well on that note i'm excited for the new season of jersey i'm hoping it's as good as they've hyped it out to be the trailer looks good but i'm Really hoping it doesn't disappoint because like when they hype it up too much, then, you know, there's always kind of like that little bit of disappointment that I'm really hoping we don't face. Uh, if you guys haven't done so already, please leave me a review on iTunes or wherever else you're listening to hashtag no filter with Zach Peter. It really does matter. It really is important. And I love the support because your support, uh, only keeps the show going, keeps the show going, keeps the show free and available. Like, look, as of right now, I'm not doing that whole Patreon thing where I'm making you pay me money monthly to like listen to episodes and stuff. I do this for free because I love it. And I love you guys. And I love the community that we've built together. And I love when you DM me after you listen to episodes. I love when, you know, you DM me or text me and like tell me how much you related to either a story that I've shared on the show or a guest that's come on the show. Um, So yeah, keep it coming. Keep sending me your stories. Let me know if I can share them on the show because I would love to like shout you guys out and share you on the show. I'll shout you out if you leave a review, leave your Instagram handle in your review and I'll make sure I tell everybody to go and follow you because I love you guys and I love doing this podcast every week or now twice a week um stay tuned i'm gonna be on katie thompson's podcast see you next tuesday And our interview with Dr. V is going to be coming out on the Hashtag Adulting Podcast very soon. Last week, we had Dr. Will Cole on the show. He's a really good friend. His new book, The Inflammation Spectrum, is out now. So if you have inflammation, if you're not feeling well, if you're feeling bloated, whatever the case may be, go and get The Inflammation Spectrum by Dr. Will Cole. And if you really need a good cocktail, then I highly suggest you get some Blundies by Jenny because it's going to get you feeling real, real good. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter every Monday and Wednesday. It's Monday right now or whatever day you're listening to this. This is coming out on a Monday, which is when we do our pop culture breakdowns. And then on Wednesdays, we have unfiltered interviews. And one thing I think I'm going to do again very soon is an unfiltered guys panel, which is one of the most popular episodes we've done in the past where we bring where I bring on real guys and real different phases of their dating life. And I kind of pick their brain on all the things that we want to know from like you know these these straight guys so if you have questions for guys send them to me now so I can ask them when we actually do that panel which will be coming up very very soon don't forget to listen to hashtag no filter with Zach Peter every Monday and Wednesday listen to hashtag adulting interviews on Tuesdays and sometimes we release many episodes on Fridays. We have a very good episode with Dr. V coming up like I said we did the live taping at Orley Color Labs. It's coming out very soon. It's all focused on Self-love, bad dates, bad sex, bad relationships, and how to recover from all of the above. So thank you guys. Please leave me a review if you feel compelled or if you don't, because I love that validation. Um, And until next time, I'm going to kill the rest of this blondies and talk to you soon. Okay, bye.